This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again about body swapping to more to more to wide and back again. Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. I'm Boy B. No, what's your actual name? Uh, it's Brendan Levi. How are we doing? Good. And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are watching the 1984 comedy All of Me, starring Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin, in which a dying millionaire has her soul transferred into a younger, willing woman. However, something goes wrong and she finds herself in her lawyer's body, together with the lawyer. We always love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. Unto all of me, Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin are both comedy legends. Does their presence here elevate this above the average swap movie fare? Go, Brendan. What's everyone's feel on, uh, on Steve Martin? Do you guys love him? Do you hate him? I love Steve Martin. I have a lot of affection for him. So do I, because of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, see, I like. I feel like I really love him, but I don't exactly know why. Like, I think of <laughs> all the movies that he does, and I'm like, does he actually bring me, like, like laughed out loud, <laughs> laugh out loud laughter? I don't know. But there's something about it that I genuinely enjoy him in anything. I, I put him in the camp of, like, Robin Williams and that ilk. Of the actors that I grew up watching their films, so they almost feel like I don't know parental figures in that way, and you just have this like affection towards them. Yeah, and like Father of the Bride, the Steve Martin remake of Father of the Bride was the first movie I ever saw in the cinemas, so I just have that like nostalgia for him. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. This movie was weird. Yeah. Um, and heaps of the ideas were pretty cooked. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But because Lily Tomlin and Steve Martin are so amazing, it's not like they made the movie better like than all other swap films. But yeah. just whenever they were on screen, they were doing so well, it kind of like any plot hole was sort of uh. forgiven because <laughs> of them. Yeah, I could uh. tell you I'd be far more brutal compared to other swap films, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say this is a great movie. No. But I think I came out enjoying it and yeah, it was same. mostly due to their performances. I think they mm. especially Steve Martin carries Steve Martin, this his film. physical comedy like when you yeah. see him reminded me of like Jim Carrey in Liar Live, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Just seeing yeah. that like that physical comedy of someone who's like not fully in control of their body was just like mm. Really well done. I was, in, yeah. I was yeah. really enjoying that. And that's the kind of thing that he's, yeah, he's just so good at that. So, uh, especially coming off of last, last episode, we reviewed um, the sex trip. And <laughs> like, I think, you know, you know, this is a body swapping podcast. And that was a traditional body swap film. A man turns into a woman and zero effort was made <laughs> yes. to link the two performances together. Yeah. Or to in, even enjoy this premise, you know, like yeah. this whole movie, the premise is a part of the story and continues to play out the plot. Yes. So it's like night and day, the people making this knew what they were making and Steve Martin <laughs> like put effort into the performance. Yeah. 
you can't say anyone phoned any of this film mm. in. I think the biggest missed opportunity was that Lily Tomlin, like, it wasn't a straight swap because I feel like Lily Tomlin could have done, like, a great Steve Martin as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, having her only stuck in the mirrors and stuff yeah. was a bit, yeah. But I feel like she, her performance was so over the top in the best way that it gave Steve Martin so much material to work with. Yes, because it is a big key of a good swap film to set up those like the nuances like, of the, the yeah, yeah the nuances of the original form so when they swap yes. into a new form you can yes. link the two performances together yeah when we meet her she's in this like you know old victorian mansion and like <laughs> she's like on her deathbed and she's like so ecstatic about it she's so like yay i'm about to die yeah. and it's like yeah. oh who's this character i'm really excited to to delve in you know <laughs> how fab was she though just like <laughs> She's basically wearing what looks like a wedding dress, like this beautiful <laughs> white silk dress, and she's like swanning around in a wheelchair with yeah. a, like a oxygen mask, and it's like making herself biscuits with caviar and pills crushed on top. <laughs> it was just really camp and funny. She goes to blow her no- nose, and her tissue box is filled with like Hankies, cloth like lace. Cloth, yeah yeah i saw that that was great there was so yeah. many like little touches like that do you need to like do the whole plot because i felt like what this film was this film felt like improv yeah it's a very convoluted confusing plot and yeah it probably didn't need to be that that confusing and yes like it took a long time to get to that point. See, mm. these these are things I think if in lesser hands we would be like ripping this film apart. Yeah, yeah. But it, it like they really did carry this yeah, um, through. I'm going to try to do it as concisely as possible. Basically, <laughs> Steve Martin is this lawyer who doesn't like being a lawyer. He really wants to be a musician. So he like lawyers all day and plays in a jazz band at night. His boss is his girlfriend's dad. And he gets to a point in his life where he's like, I'm going to settle down. I'm going to ask her to marry me and quit the music and be a lawyer full time. So his boss is like, okay, that's great. Last thing I want you to do is go before I give you this promotion is go to one of our top clients' houses. She's about to die and she needs her like will finalized. So he goes to the client's house and it's Lily Tomlin and she's like really happy about the fact that she's going to die and Steve Martin finds out it's because she's hired this Indian Swami who is going to transfer her soul out of her body before she dies and put it in the body of her stable man's daughter. <laughs> and sh- the stable man's daughter has agreed that she will leave her soul, will leave her body and like just become a floating whatever so that Lily Tomlin can enter her body. <laughs> um, Steve Martin obviously thinks this is crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he thinks it's crazy and he offends Lily Tomlin, uh, leaves the house. Then the next day she is at the lawyer's office to complain about him and then has her, like, I guess a heart attack and is about to die. So the Swami and the the stableman's daughter start the process of the soul transfer. But while it's happening, the cup 
that her soul is supposed to go into accidentally falls out the window and Steve Martin's outside of the window. So the cup falls on him and the soul in the cup enters his body. But because he hasn't been part of the process, he's stayed in his body and she's entered it as well. And she has control of the left side of him and he has control of the right side of his body. Which is so like, what? <laughs> what a choice to make. So then the, the the remainder of the film is, well, them working together. That, so it starts with them, like they're co- very combati- combative and um, they hate each other, but they grow to like each other and then they team up to get her in back into the stable man's daughter's body. But the thing is, is what we find out is that the stable man's daughters never believed that the soul transfer was going to work. And the only reason she agreed to do it was to get Inherit her fortune. Mind. Yeah. See, this is where I'm a chump. I believed her. I thought she was like, honest <laughs> Some altruistic, true yeah. heart. Yeah. Like her charms worked a number on me as well. <laughs> yeah. So then the stable man's, I should give her a, a more concise name, but she she ends up being the villain of the piece and it's them trying to get the soul back into her body while Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin, while inhabiting the same body, fall in love at the same time. So. <laughs> So, like, never before have we seen, not only is it, like, a swap, it's, like, he literally has to play two characters at the same time. He's, like, feminine on the left-hand side (laughs) and masculine on the right-hand side. Like, the way he walks and he has these conversations with himself is, like, waging a war, like, internally. It's, It's pretty far out. It's an, it's actually an amazing performance. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. an amazing Very well done. <laughs> and like the physical comedy of sometimes she wants to walk right and he wants to walk left and then mm-hmm. it's yeah. his body like fighting against Doing it split, itself. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I think the comic highlight of the movie for me was when he's trying to have sex with the villain (laughs) and Lily Tomlin is like horrified by it because she's obviously in the body as well and she doesn't want to have sex with her so they're fighting between each other but the the woman that he's trying to have sex with just thinks like he's he's playing rough with her with her oh so so like lily thomas like calling her a slut and a whore and she's like fully getting into it she's like yeah tell me i'm a whore Um, it's like weirdest very funny yeah (laughs) but yeah like overall though like the film was like just okay and it's weird like it had these highs but Overall, I just was like, oh, that was a pleasant film. Mm. It's a weird one. I I would say, like, at the end, I I was enjoying myself more. Like, as soon as we're on track, there's this sort of, like, trying to sneak, like, a a holy man and a blind man into a, a, like, a... A fancy party. A fancy party. Yeah. And and, uh, put a soul (laughs) in a bowl and put it in the host and... (laughs) Yeah, the bowl thing, that's what I mean. It felt like improv. It was literally like the actors looked around and they found something on the stage and was like, we'll put it in the bowl. (laughs) I don't think that's how it works. (laughs) But see, I I had so much fun with that. I felt like that whole piece was like a good laugh. Just seeing him running around with the bucket of water 
because her soul <laughs> ends up in a bucket of water and he's yeah, getting yeah. chased by the guards. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then the blind yeah. man drinks it and sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so and the, then the, ends up in the blind man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was yeah, some really nice touches in this film. I was surprised with the ending. I was surprised yeah. they wrapped it up really quick. Like I paused it because I had to get up and like get a drink or whatever. I was like, mm. oh, this only has eight minutes to go. Like, yeah, they're just gonna like <laughs> yeah. really like shoehorn it in and then it finishes. I think the sign of a good swap film is a good um, bathroom sequence. We've had a few of these, and this film definitely had that one where he needs to pee at the urinal, but in order to do that, um, she she has to agree to touch his dick. Yeah. And and he's like, what does he say? He's like, oh, you're really getting your rocks off on this. And she said, fondling you while you make pee-pee is not my idea of a good time. Uh. (laughs) Um, My my favourite line in the whole film was, I think it was to do with the with the toilet scene was yeah. how dare you say penis to a dead person? Yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> and her delivery was just so perfect. Yeah, I know. She's such a powerhouse. It was amazing. Anyway, so yeah. how does it end, Paul? Uh, so <laughs> uh, the movie ends with um, uh, they get the... <laughs> They get the uh, woman who they wanted to put the soul into. They're like, we're going to get you in jail if you don't agree to our terms. And their terms is Lily Tomlin goes into her body and she leaves her body and goes into a horse. So <laughs> yeah. that's what ends up happening. And our then second horse swap. Our second horse swap after Jumanji, the next level. And it seems like, and both horse swaps were in very similar circumstances where people were like, like I'd rather be a horse running free than dead. Than, than dead or in jail. So I guess that's a, a choice people will make. Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys make the same choice? No. Like if I had a, a gun and a bowl to your head. <laughs> <laughs> I think Would I you would hop in? <laughs> I think I would choose death over the horse because, you like, wouldn't... it would send me crazy to not be able to communicate. Yeah, but if you I could, could be a talking you can, like, horse, you know, top, tap your hoof and like nod your head and stuff. You could communicate, but like, you couldn't like watch Netflix and you'd have to sleep outside. And yeah, no, I'm not down. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but like, give it a go. If you're not, you can just kill yourself. Like, yeah, how do you kill yourself like... when you're a horse? You f- jump off a cliff. It's pretty extreme. It's pretty full on. Maybe if I was like Henry Cavill's horse or something and he was riding me all day. You you would say that. Um, Okay, very good plot description. Well done. It was a hard one. Is it just me or has Steve Martin looked the same age for decades? (laughs) Yeah, I was shot in this film. He said he's 38, but he's got a full head of grey hair. Yeah. Hairy, uh, like, grey hairs on his shoulders and stuff. So I'm like, "Mm." But at the same time, like, he still looks like that. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him with hair that's not grey, right? Like, he's just always had grey hair, right? Embraced the silver fox thing early on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, like, even though he's got grey chest hairs, he's still, like, in really good shape. In shape, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm saving this conversation for hot or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, when it is a plot point that it is his 38th birthday, I was like, so what? It was just, and, yeah, and very funny. Isn't it weird to watch movies where, like, everyone's, like, 
over 35. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I, was like, I was like, remember when movies used to be all about like 30 plus people? <laughs> yeah. And they made, yeah, they made movies for adults starring adults. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This film is guilty of something that we have hated on a lot of our films for lately, which is mm-hmm. shrill female characters that their only job is to shout in the male's face. Which the girlfriend in this film definitely was that. Yeah. Did you feel that as well? Yeah. What, she, what she do you was... mean? At the start, she was, you know, she was pretty chill. It was when she found out that he was cheating on him. That. Yeah, but she didn't find out he was cheating on him. He was talking to himself. She walks in. It was a plausible, like, there is no way that Steve Martin talking a bit effeminate could convince you that there was an actual female in that room. Yeah. Like, she was shrill and jumping to conclusions and that classic trope of like the awful whiny woman i did like that you know we have the scene that we have in a lot of swap films where like in this case it was a uh court case yeah yeah it's like the football game or the ice skating tournament or is that what you mean (laughs) yeah well uh, just like where or this reminded me a lot of the boardroom scene in heart and souls Mm. where the swap is happening in front of a whole bunch of people that he works with and he's looking more and more insane. Yeah. And in a lot yeah. of these swap films, they get forgiven by the end of the scene or they make some excuse. But in They've this film <laughs> in this film, he like his girlfriend dumped him and he got fired from his job in that scene. I'm like, thank <laughs> you. And he got removed forcibly by security. I'm like, thank you. This is what would actually happen. And the most amazing <laughs> thing about that scene is, is that Steve Martin is playing, it's like an inception swap. It's like yeah. he's playing a woman who's trying to play a man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he himself is asleep because he stayed up all night preparing for the court case. Yeah. And then when he's actually in court, he's fallen asleep. So Lily Tomlin inside his body is awake and she's trying to argue the case. And she doesn't know what she's doing. And she's like, act like a man. So, so <laughs> Steve Martin is being a woman who's trying to be a man. And he keeps, she keeps like spitting on the floor. <laughs> yeah. That's her version it of being a man. so like many layers there. That was just- and. And yeah, the and- film made that plausible as well, because a lot of the times in these swap films, like a man is acting like a woman and acting really over the top or vice versa. And you're like, why wouldn't you know how a man or a woman actually acts? But the character of Edwina that Lily Tomlin was playing was a rec- recluse shut in that had no friends and no access to anyone and she only saw the outside world through a window. So it makes sense that she doesn't quite know how to act or yeah. what's what's the proper way to be around other people. So yeah. I appreciated that. I thought that was a clever way to write it in. <laughs> you know you know what else I loved <laughs> is when he's playing guitar, he's in the orchestra, mm-hmm. and he's, he's having, because he's doing like the chords on the neck of, of the guitar or whatever, and yeah. she's got the hand that's strumming the guitar, and so he's <laughs> having to tell her, strum, 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 and then his solo comes up. He, so he's supposed to be doing solo, and he's like yeah. trying to talk, and it was just awful instantly. <laughs> there were so many little great moments like that. It was, yeah, made me very happy. Especially after films like The Sex Trip. Yes. <laughs> well, this was my, you know, olive branch to you guys after the, the trash we've been watching. 
<laughs> so I, ho- I hope it served its function. Yeah, it was good. All right, now it's time for our favourite segment, Hot or Not. Take it away, Lucy. Yeah, you got to be a woman pretending to be a man. Pretending to be a woman? To be a woman, yes. Um, I don't know how to do that, and I feel like my singing voice is very low anyway, so that sort of probably just <laughs> lends itself to that anyway. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding! Ding. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone is beautiful in their own way. way. Let's go to the biggest surprise. The one thing I didn't think... I would be coming out of this film saying Steve Martin was a straight up hottie, right? I mean, are you really surprised about that? (laughs) Like, I've never thought of him in that way. I've never, like, had to think of him in that way. But when he, like, rocked up in that singlet and his, like, muscly arms, I'm like, wait a second. I'm attracted to Steve Martin right now. What's going on? Completely. No, he he was a heartthrob for sure. And he's, Mm. he's maintained very well. Yeah. So, yeah, definite hot for me. Brendan, are you going to give him a hot? Um, Yes, because that means if (laughs) he can be hot and be that hairy, I have something to look forward to. (laughs) That is a funny thing about this era of filmmaking. The men were au natural. Yeah. 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 Because I watched that Albert Brooks movie, um, Modern Romance, recently, and his back is so hairy. And (laughs) they show it so much, like all the time. Like, I can understand, you know, it kind of slips into a shot here or there, but it's al- it, almost, it. <laughs> it almost is like a highlight of, like, everybody has got to see Albert Brooks back. And I feel like this <laughs> film kind of did the same thing. They definitely slipped in his arm, uh, uh, shoulder hair a lot. Oh, for sure. Was- like, Steve Martin was like, oh, I've got to do it like a, like a sex scene. I better um, condition my back hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good, good for them. It's like... yeah. Oh, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I I wouldn't let myself get to that point on camera, but good on him for being <laughs> that comfortable. <laughs> so Lily Tomlin as Edwina Cutwater. Yes. Hot or not. So beautiful. She was just like so camp and she just had so <laughs> many great lines and she was so, she just had this air about it. I was here <laughs> for it. I'm pretty sure if I gave her a nod, I'd be cu- kicked out of the gay community. Yeah, so I'm definitely it, this, this definitely was a performance like for the yeah. gays. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised that this film isn't more iconic in that way. I'm surprised we don't see Edwina Cutwater drag performances all the time. That <laughs> tissue box, that hanky yeah. box, like yeah. that in itself was iconic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she just had so many good lines. <laughs> it was she was great. All right. Right, Brendan. 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 Um, yeah, so a great character, but as far oh! as like someone, <laughs> but if she was either a real person, I just would not find her attractive at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. I don't see her running in your circles. <laughs> <laughs> what, like rich blue blood, like with yeah. no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she was uh, on her deathbed her whole life, basically. So you know. She looked pretty slamming for a woman that was on her deathbed. Deathbed, yeah. yes. <laughs> I've never seen anyone uh, like on an oxygen mask look that sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Madeline Smith Osborne, who played Peggy, uh, 
his girlfriend that broke up with him. So she was hot. Mm. She was oh, her character was yeah, terrible, yeah. but I, I, you know the way like you get introduced to Steve Martin and he sort of hates his life. It's like, dude, you're a lawyer and a musician, so like you get to like have a creative passion and a job that pays well. You drive an amazing convertible and you have a hot girlfriend. Like, calm <laughs> down. Your life's yeah. pretty great. And what what happened as soon as he tried to focus on his career? His whole life went to shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the moral of the story is never try. Um, yeah, play also, jazz guitar. <laughs> also, on his birthday, she gave him an African headstone. Great Such place. a red yeah. hair. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I was I, like, I that's going to do the swap. <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought too. I was like, here we go. Um, <laughs> but if you actually looked around his apartment, it was very full of, and I feel like you used to see this heaps more in movies, like yeah. really weird ethnicity yeah yeah completely um artifacts from all around the world i'm like (laughs) why would that guy have his house decorated like that (laughs) (laughs) all right so finally victoria tennant as terry hoskins the villain she was also very hot yes yes yeah i I understand Mm. i understand (laughs) but also i was uh that like when we're talking about how people are older how old was she during this film because i also get the vibe that she was like getting up there as well. Yeah, I would feel like she'd be in her thirties. Sure. Yeah, like at minimum. But could rock like a lace cami better than, than <laughs> chick chicks ten years her junior. Then maybe maybe she just feels older because she's got a British accent. Yeah, she had that really iconic haircut at the time yes. of filming. She was thirty four years old. I think it's I'm just like it's just jarring to see like someone age appropriate to their. Yeah, <laughs> to, to their love interest in the film or whatever. Yeah, Christ she was only four Brendan, years. I thought you were going to say it's jarring to see a thirty-four-year-old woman on screen. I was like, period, kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As a, a tender-aged thirty-three-year-old woman. That, was, uh... <laughs> that being said, it, do you, you want to do the maths on how old is Steve Martin? Because he would have been older than that, right? No, I feel like he was probably. I'm guessing like forty. He was. 39. Yeah, okay. like, because uh, you can tell because his hair's always been grey, um, but now it's white. So you can <laughs> it's sort of like how light is his greyness is how you figure out how old he is. <laughs> reckon he was just born with, like, grey hair? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> and I think it's better. I couldn't imagine seeing him with black hair, and, and I think that would ruin him. Yeah, I know. I'm here for it. Like, just people have to rock their natural. It's like having a hairy back. It's like the only way people know that it's normal is if you see it. Like, yeah, not everybody's uh, born like a hairless otter with a full head of hair that um stays ever <laughs> ever brown. Like, come on. Well, if you ever get a hairy back, I expect you to keep it. No, I've had all that removed. <laughs> Until society catches up, Paul. So let's get to Opinion Swap, where we find some interesting reviews of all of me from across the interwebs. So these are all reviews about Paul, is that? Yes, all of me, personally. Okay, all right. <laughs> I get it. All right, so this one's from Trans Feminine Frankenstein on Letterboxd, who gives it three stars. And they say, did you know that Steve Martin is hot, broad shoulders, (laughs) funny face, and such a talent, and so hairy? All of me thankfully provides what I crave most for my Steve Martin comedies, which is a scene in which he's down to his undershirt and boxers. (laughs) 
good times. I was going to say, what's it like to be the hairy man? What? Probably going over to you guys. Like, when you're, like, kissing and places, like, are you often, like... <laughs> kissing in places? <laughs> you definitely do get a stray hair in the mouth every now and then. Look, I have an Italian husband and I love it. It's like, that's a real man, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not against uh, hairy men. Because ha- I just find man. if I get like a hair in my tongue, like I can't do anything until that thing's like gone. I'd be like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if the hair is in your mouth, you do have to stop proceedings and remove before. I feel continue. like in me and Adrian's relationship. Uh, I mean, I used my, the hair on my head used to be really long, like nearly down to my yeah. butt. I feel like he had to suffer more <laughs> through like. <laughs> Finding my stray hairs everywhere, like in the toaster yeah. or, uh, you know, in the shower. It was more of a problem <laughs> for him than it is for me. <laughs> yeah, and beard, sometimes a long beard is more pleasant than, like, short stubble. Short stubble can be, like, legit painful on some people. Whereas yeah. long beard, if it's if it's well-maintained, it's like a good cushioning effect. Brendan, your beard's <laughs> looking very good in ISO. You've done very well. Thank you. I, I, I go to a barber still. But, oh, um, right. <laughs> we're allowed to do that in Australia, by the way. Yes, I have 30 minutes, haircuts mm. 20. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, I've always wondered that because, like, is it like kissing a bear or a dog or something to kiss someone with a beard? I like kissing dogs dog. anyway. A, a dog licking <laughs> your face, I, I'm up all up for that. <laughs> you need to edit that out. That's bad for you. <laughs> I'm the biggest animal lover out there. Like, I'm a vegetarian of like 20 years, and uh, I'm not kissing any dogs, mate. <laughs> well, you don't kiss it back. It's not like you're doing tongue with it. No, that, I hate my face licked by an animal. All right. So this one's from Matt WW Watches on Letterboxd. Sure. <laughs> he gives it. He gives it three and a half stars, and he says, "John Legend, who?" This movie still holds up. What? Oh, because he sang summer song. All of me loves all of you. Um, But all of me is a Nina Simone song. I don't know who originally sung it, but I know her. Yeah, because there's the song in the movie, isn't it? Mm. All of me, yeah. Yeah. All right, so this one's from Phil on Letterboxd. He gives it three stars, and he says, Martin's performance is unbelievable. Tomlin is a delight. And yet, the movie never really rises above pleasant and likable. Yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah, that. it's kind of it's kind way. of true, but it, it's that thing of like they're getting the award nominations for performance, but the film's not getting nominated for best best picture. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, it yeah. was they were so great with what they had to work with that you kind yeah. of just were just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I'll believe in this soul bowl swap. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Um, this one's from Charlie. He gives he doesn't give it a star rating, but he says, maybe one of the most batshit things I've ever seen in my life, and I have seen a train seat carpeted with pasta salad. <laughs> what? What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is there a picture? Um, no. <laughs> and finally, we have one from Emma who gives it two and a half stars, and she says, my mum special ordered this movie and paid for fast shipping to get it to her as quickly as possible. There's a scene where Steve Martin has to get Lily Tomlin to hold his penis while he pees. <laughs> and I have to have that as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Mummy's uh, going to our room. <laughs> <laughs> So now it's time for Tenuous Recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. Now I'm going to go first because I'm worried that one of you guys are going to do it as well. Oh shit, so am I. Okay. Father the Brad. Go for it. No. Nova King? (laughs) No. All right. So my connection. No. (laughs) So my connection is Steve Martin. And I'm recommending one of my favorite films of his. I feel like this film's underrated. It got bad reviews when it came out, and I don't know how well of a reputation it has now, but it's 1999's Bowfinger. Have oh, you yeah. Guys, have uh, you guys seen yeah. it? I probably haven't seen it <laughs> since 1999, but yeah. Yeah. I can vaguely... And it is a good... Yeah, so this movie is hilarious and very much underrated. It's got an amazing cast, including Eddie Murphy in dual roles, Christine Baranski, Heather Graham, Robert Downey Jr., Terrence Stamp, um, and heaps more. And it's a takedown of Hollywood. It's a a huge takedown on Scientology in particular. It's just a a really hilarious film. It's about a um, movie producer played by Steve Martin. And he has an idea for a movie. And the only way he can get it funded is by telling people that the biggest star in Hollywood, played by Eddie Murphy, is going to be in it. But Eddie Murphy does not agree to be in it. So he decides to make the movie with Eddie Murphy without <laughs> Eddie Murphy realizing That's that he's right. in a movie. So he has all these like people coming up and saying their lines. <laughs> And then he's thinking like this weird conspiracy is happening around him because he doesn't realize that they're secretly shooting a movie. Uh, Then they find that he's got a secret identical brother who uh, Eddie Murphy also plays, who then um, like becomes his like stunt double for the scenes they can't fake with the real Eddie Murphy. And it's just like a lot of goofy humor, but a lot of pointed humor at the hollywood system and at scientology as a organization so definitely worth a rewatch if you haven't watched it since it came out or you never got around to it and i feel like it's a film that's due for a rediscovery is it on any of the um the services i just hearing you recap the plot again i I really want to watch it now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm not sure i've got it on dvd so i can always just drop that to you yeah um but yeah so brendan you you have you watched it or do you have any memory of it i remember it being on like showtime on like our like movie channel yeah a million times and watching (laughs) it but i i for the life of me like i i remember bits and pieces like uh eddie murphy running across the road because they couldn't have the budget to like shoot a like a a highway scene or something and yeah things like that yeah Hmm. i remember having a good time with it but it would have been like I would have been young. I would have been yeah. like early teenager. Well, give it a go when you can. I'm glad I chose something that you guys didn't choose because that's what mm. I was worried about. Yeah. Um, I, so- thought, Paul, I thought you were going to do The Jerk because of Bernadette Peters. Well, funnily enough, that's on one of my like Hall of Shame I haven't watched movies. So. Oh, I haven't watched The Jerk wow. either. Yeah. Holy shit, maybe I should have done that and made one of you watch it. <laughs> that's not my recommendation. But still, Bernadette Peters is like 
you know, Broadway icon. I thought you would have been right into it. Yeah, I saw her um, do Hello Dolly in New York a couple of years ago. Oh my God, amazing. And yeah. it uh, it's very iconic in, in The Jerk. Steve Martin yeah. and her do that song. I know. With the ukulele, it's very famous. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely, that's on my list of things I have to catch up on. All right, Lucy, you go next. Um, so I'm doing I Heart Huckabees because oh, I've yeah. already <laughs> recommended um, 9 to 5, which is a yeah. you know classic Lily Tomlin, um, but she's amazing in this movie. And this is, like you said, I don't know if people like this movie. Like, Yeah, I thought- uh, it got slammed when it came out. Everyone hated it. Yeah, and I I think it's really clever. Have have you seen it, Paul? I watched it when it came out. I watched it when it came out, and I remember not liking it. Right. But, I mean, that was a long time ago, so mm. it might be time for a reevaluation. So it was came out in two thousand and four, and the cast is crazy. Like Lily Tomlin, Dustin Hoffman, Jason Schwartzman, Isabel Hubert, Jude Mark Law, Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, Jude Law, <laughs> um, Naomi Watts, like just crazy ensemble cast. And it's like this weird existential crisis comedy with re- like a lot of weird ideas all sort of mashed in there. Like it's, I, I can see why people, I think, seeing like the actors that were in it thought they were in for something else. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> when they watch it, they don't understand like what they're looking at. But I really enjoyed it. Like there's still so many lines that my sister and I quote to this day. The most infamous thing about this whole film is that Shania Lily Twain, Tomlin- isn't it? <laughs> no, uh, Lily Tomlin had like a major freak out on yes, set at, and you at can David see it O. Russell, you- the director. And you can see it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, and she's absolutely like reaming him. And he calls her a, calls her a cunt. <laughs> well, yeah, so definitely that's like the special features. Go to YouTube and watch that after. Yeah, and uh, in, I think David O. Russell, is he maybe like a problematic dude? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. But, you know, still making those Oscar movies. So Yeah. Um, yeah, and in that fight that you're talking about, Jason Schwartzman has to like duck because he nearly gets something thrown directly at his head. But yeah, it's pretty full on. Um, and they also show you, like, at the end of the movie, a gag reel of how many times they had to do scenes. It's just, like, take upon take upon take of crazy, like, yeah, it, it looked like it might have been a high-stress environment. But I, I thought it was a really good movie. When I worked at the video store, um, mm-hmm. we got to have our own row of, like, Lucy's picks. And, you know, you got yeah, to do that's your the dream. Re- recommends. Oh, yeah. Oh, so my lucky. God. I, it was it was the best, yeah. And um, I remember having it in there for quite a while and, like, regulars would hire it and it was so divided when people would come back. Some people would be like, oh, my God, I loved this. It was really funny. And other people would be like, what the fuck did you make me watch? Um, yeah, but I really liked it. So that's my recommendation. Awesome. Brennan, have you seen it? Wait, going back to the, to the, um, to the wall. Did you did you put your names up or did you keep it anonymous so you could like I would I feel like I'd rather I'd rather keep it anonymous so people would give me honesty. And the hardest and thing was like, I was the only girl that worked there, so <laughs> everybody. So all knew. your movies, all your movies were about periods, and everyone's like, no, but just everybody. <laughs> like, if somebody wanted to say something about one of my recommendations, all they'd have to do is look for the only girl that was ever behind the counter. <laughs> Um, yeah, so. So, Brendan, have you seen Heart Heart Huckabees? Yeah, exact same thing as Bowfinger. I feel like, were they around the same time? I don't know. It was 2004. 
I remember seeing it. I remember I enjoyed it because I do love Jason Schwartzman and those things. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, for the life of me, can't remember the, the plot all that much. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe it's a worth of a revisit. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I would recommend. Like, yeah, just looking at the cast list, I'm like, Naomi Watts and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many people. Also, I just quickly hey. want to shout out because I nearly did it. Is um, it's complicated because yeah. you know the way we were talking about it's weird to see like age appropriate people on screen. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's complicated is really funny and mm. like all its main characters are you know fifty plus. Yeah, if not, yeah, and it's fucking funny. It's like yeah, yeah. You know, not every film that's made with older actors has to be like some, you know, soppy shit that only your parents would watch. Yeah. Yeah. So that gets a shout out too. So well, what's your old person movie? Old person movie. Um, well, by the third <laughs> high school musical, they were getting pretty old. <laughs> what they a perfect pole. They're like 25 <laughs> or something. Oh, that's just disgusting. <laughs> Brendan, that's what what's I love your... about these high school girls. I get older and they stay the same age. All right, oh my god! Right. Yeah, it's fucking helpful. <laughs> so, you're Brendan, older than what's me, your record? Disgusting. <laughs> All right, go on. I didn't say I wanted to have sex with them. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, what's your fucking recommendation? Uh, We're just men. talking for time. He doesn't have it. <laughs> I am trying to figure it out. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend. Um, oh, hello! Uh, it's a it's a stage show that was recorded for Netflix with um, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Has yeah, anyone cool. seen this? Yeah, um, I've no, I haven't the whole seen thing. it. I've Seen like a highlight reel. Um, so what's the connection? Seen a lot of clips of it because I love John Mulaney. What's the connection? Well, well, uh, spoilers for people who watch, but not not too big a spoiler. Um, Steve Martin makes a guest appearance. Um, oh, cool. So like they call up someone from the audience, and it just happens to be Steve Martin. Amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't know what I was in for when I was sitting down to watch it, but John Mulaney, Nick Kroll, I. I really enjoyed those guys. And so if you want something on that's not a movie but isn't a podcast, I'd say it's somewhere <laughs> in between. Yeah. These two weird guys who, who are playing these old old men um, retelling their life story. And it's, I don't know. I just I just had a lot of fun, these these weird characters telling stories. And it's funny. I, I, mm. I, I'm not sure how to explain it. Someone else do it better. And how do you watch it? <laughs> how, you can watch it on Netflix, can't you? Yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So um i i feel like it's a like i just remember laughing out loud a lot at yeah. these at these like quick quick quips that they make yeah um throughout so yeah give it a go all right so where are we ranking all of me among the films we've covered on the podcast all right so i'm going to put this in between the jodie foster freaky friday and pretty cool. So where's so, that for you? That's quite high up, isn't it? Yeah, it's in the top 20. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed it. it was, I had a really good time with it. So, yeah. Um, like, not an amazing film. It wouldn't be the... If somebody asked me to recommend a film out of all the ones we've done, it wouldn't be my go-to. But mm. um, I wouldn't tell someone not to watch it. So Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to put it in between virtual sexuality and down to earth. So that's pretty much like in the middle, I think. Yeah, pretty much right where I put it. Yeah. So, Brendan? Yeah, I'm 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 feeling the same thing. I'm I'm trying to figure out. It's really tough when you get down to a certain place because I'm looking at um like it's a boy girl thing and going I'd I'd rather watch this than that. Yeah. And same with sure. down to earth. But am I am I saying it's a better movie than down to earth? I don't actually know. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I'm going to put it between... See, it's got to be above Jumanji Next Level. I feel like I need to reshuffle this list. <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad. What's I'm done putting is done. it above Jumanji Next Level. No, wait. Oh, cool. No, I'm going to put it between It's a Boy Girl... No, no, yeah. I'm putting it between It's a Boy Girl <laughs> thing and Down to Earth. And I want to move Jumanji Next Level down to Earth. <laughs> Ooh, burn on Jumanji Next Level. Not allowed. You can't just move things willy-nilly. <laughs> Next episode. So we will be watching the 2017 comedy Inside You. Uh, <laughs> All of me inside you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so this is a film written and directed by a woman named Heather Fink. Yeah, it's an indie film and it's available for everyone to watch for free on YouTube. So, so this is um, it's it feels very uh, dating the enemy from the trailer. It's about a couple that um, switch bodies after having sex with each other, and the tagline of the film is <laughs> that feeling when you switch bodies with Bay, but spell <laughs> T F W U. Switch Buddies, W, Bay. No, it's not. What? How do you spell that? That's so it's, all, it's all jargon. It's all bloody Instagram jargon. <laughs> Tick, text speak. TFWU, Switch Buddies, W, Bay. Did they put a hashtag on it as well? Like, or... No, surprisingly, they held So they actually that. are like down enough to... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so look forward to that one. It should be an interesting one. Um, and one you know that, what I am? Yeah, you hopefully are. It's, hopefully yeah, it's how short. do you feel about that? I, I it is short, and I'm, I like it's it, it's nice to support independent cinema. I feel. Yeah, but that one yeah, gonna, I can't wait to rip it apart. And then I know they're gonna, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Lucy. You can pretend to like it, and we'll rip it apart for you. <laughs> you know I can't do that. Yeah, you can be that. You can be that nice judge, and uh, Paul Abdul. Be, I'll be Paul Abdul. <laughs> who's the Who's the asshole? Simon Cow. That's we can both be no, Simon no, Cow. I was going to say that's Paul for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no from me, dog. Who's the other guy? Randy. Uh, Randy. Yeah. yeah. Well, shit. Well, Katy Perry's a judge on American Idol now. Can I be Katy Perry? Oh my god! Yeah, way to like pull out the most, uh, like the oldest references for America. So, but I don't watch a lot of reality television. It's like literally twenty years ago. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So before I before we do our outros, I just want to remind all our listeners: if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, you're an actual piece of shit. So you need to be doing that. 
Like, how fucking hard is it just to open the Apple Podcast app and just press on the five star? Hey button? guys, please just do it. And sorry that Paul's an asshole, and <laughs> you guys are really great because I can't believe anybody listens to us talk about body swap movies. I find it hilarious that it took that long for anyone to step in and stop Paul. Yeah, I was just gonna, <laughs> let, him, just gonna to let him finish. Twenty seconds. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Thank you if you do. (laughs) Until next time, I was Paul Mitzi. I was Brendan Levi. No, I just wanted to do a silly thing like Brendan always gets one. I was Lucy Thomas. But you ruined the momentum because I'm on the end and I'm the one who gets to say it always. Brendan, do your penis impersonation again. Your penis impersonation? (laughs) Yeah, from the Bad Johnson episode. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Yay! <What? laughs> okay, bye! 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 The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.